Welcome to the Positive View Podcast, the podcast where we explore life circumstances, mental roadblocks, and endless opportunity to discover the positive view. I'm your host, Brianna G. And I'm your other host, Christy Murphy. This week, we're talking about positive thinking techniques. Yes, we are, because at the end of each episode, we set a mission for ourselves. And our mission from last week was to think about one technique from our positive mental attitude episode that we wanted to practice. And Christy, how did that go for you? Uh, it worked out well for me. I actually practiced it today. There's a little bit of a tighter turnaround from when we recorded the last episode. So I practiced today. I had um, getting back on the horse after taking a couple of days off working out. And uh, I will say I had a workout that its success is in that it was done. Um, but when I got into the shower, I'm doing cold showers to stimulate my, uh, what is it? What's the dopamine? Is it dopamine or serotonin? Yep. One yep. of the, one of the good hormones. So I'm doing these cold showers and I'm in there and I am telling myself, uh, I love me. This feels great. This is what's good for me. And it actually made it easier because it's been about three weeks since I've done or two weeks. It's been a long time since I did a cold shower and I just stepped right in, not really thinking it through. I set a timer on my phone and then I just start and I'm like, oh, why are you doing this? And I was like, because I love this. I love me. It's going to wake me up. It's going to be great. Mm -hmm. And it actually worked. And I was able to take an entire cold shower, not just three minutes. Now, mm -hmm. Cold is relative. I know that you were where it is very cold and I am in Southern California where it is not cold. Mm. So the cold shower was cold-esque, but uh, nevertheless, it worked and I was glad to use it. So I did the positive self-talk. I love it. Positive self-talk, always a good one. I feel like uh, for me, I all week long have been using uh, positive, I'll call it visioning or positive picturing or, or like positive picturing uh nope this one nope. is like positive picture like i literally like <laughs> create a picture of for myself in my mind and i'm just like think about that let that sink in that that makes you feel so happy okay it's better so uh i was talking this week it has been a, an extremely challenging three weeks for me I don't need to get into all of it, but let's just say a lot has been happening. And one of those, uh, one thing is I'm transitioning jobs. And so I am, you know, closing out one, trying to get the new person ready, trying to help my team and, and make sure they're cared for and, and, and ready to make this transition to a new leader. And then I'm, I'm taking on things for my new role, which I am super, super excited about, but there's just a lot of spinning plates uh or at one point i was describing it as like i'm a planet and i just got a ton of moons around obviously my brain is all over the place because my uh metaphors have been buried um anyway um so what's happening is i don't always feel very tethered because i'm just trying to keep all this stuff like going and making sure I don't drop anything or forget anything. And so I feel a little bit untethered. My thoughts just kind of race and race and race. And I just bop from one thing to the other. And so when I start to really get overwhelmed, I just basically, I guess it's not quite like picturing a happy place because it is just picturing, it's more like picturing a happy time. 
So I put myself about three to four weeks in the future. I take a moment and sort of have been envisioning what it's going to be like when this, you know, transition period is over and I have a moment to just take a breath. And, you know, even if I can only hold that for, I don't know, 10 seconds, 30 seconds, it has been helping to at least slow the racing you know, of like, what next? What next? Oh, I got to do this. Don't forget that. You know, it helps to slow that down. So I've been using <laughs> positive picturing. Uh, that's what I'm calling it. Positive picturing to slow, slow things down and then help me kind of come back to present and actually make a, a choice about, okay, what one thing, not six, what one thing can I do right now in this moment? I love that. And that's one that we haven't talked about before. So it's really great to get something new, positive picturing, envisioning a future. And you know me, I love to envision a future. And mm -hmm. it's really great that we were talking about techniques because this week we're talking about more positive thinking techniques. We want to get into the nitty gritty of what to do when you want to think positive. So Brianna, in addition to the one you just said, what other techniques do you like? Well, aside from positive picturing, I really like, I think, um, I it's like I wrote so many down I don't know where to start. Uh, um, I'm going to start with uh, mantras and affirmations. Um, I think that those are particularly, again, stressful, kind of challenging. And and when I say challenging, especially for this time, it is a lot. But I I do mean it I guess in the best way that challenging can be. I think um, because I will say. While I don't always feel positive, I, I at least know that I'm not, um, you know, it's not anything like a downward spiral. It's just like, really? One, one, that too? <laughs> um, so I, I just think that's important to say. But particularly when we're talking about like work and, and holding a bunch of stuff, trying to make sure I don't forget anything or drop anything or forget anyone, um, I really like affirmations. I really like a nice mantra. One of my favorites and one of my go-tos is going to always be, I got this. And in, in, in that tone, <laughs> even if I don't, probably especially if I don't mean it, um, that really just, you know, like this big old grin and like, Ah, wide crazy eyes. Um, I got this. Uh huh. Uh, is just it helps me. It helps bring some humor to whatever is going on for me right then and there, and usually just kind of lifts and and again that moment of helping me to focus on okay, what can I do next? I also am a big fan of. Now this one is when things are maybe not going right. Um, but I'm also a fan of what a wonderful opportunity, which I know we've talked about here before, but that one is like unoriginal <laughs> and just always at the tip of my tongue. And so um, especially if I'm starting to get frustrated with something, that's really helpful for me uh, to stay positive and, and to not, and if I can't be like legit positive, at least helps me to not kind of again, hit that negativity button or, or start going down that path too far and just saying, okay, you know what? Not great. What a wonderful opportunity to, and then fill in the blank, whether it's practice patience, uh, practice <laughs> for me right now, it feels like practice 
just adding another thing that I get to cross off later from my to-do list, you know, something kind of like that. So I think the affirmations, the mantras, those are usually uh, automatic go-tos for me. I love that you mentioned the affirmations because it is something that we've invested a lot of time in. You and I share our affirmations on a pretty regular basis, like six out of seven days a week, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then sometimes we have these streaks where we never miss one, which I think is really cool. And I enjoy it because there's a lot of the hope between the hope behind remembering and thinking of techniques for being positive, like positive thinking techniques is that in the moment where you're not being positive, you have something to reach for that is going to restructure your thoughts so that you can make the most of a certain opportunity. It's not that I'm never going to be negative, but when I start to feel the ick of Mm. negativity bringing me down, having a technique that I'm used to using or a technique that I use alongside, like maybe it doesn't immediately correct my thinking on this one part, but it does sort of buoy my spirits overall. Like the victory in my workout today was that I did it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I remember you and I were talking just before that I've been, we don't have to compare. I will just say that I think I'm having a somewhat hormonal time. And Uh also I've been working really hard and I've actually worked as hard as I can in the way, like there's that figurative way where you think you could work harder literally on this last book and in the last couple of years, I've been working as hard as I can, like, and some of my best looks the way I hoped my best would look, right? Like a 70 hour week of time in the book, like just seriously grinding, like doing what I had to do every day, not dropping the ball. And in the end, I haven't gotten the result yet that I would want. And in the pre-show, you were really great about helping me strategize and think, and also let me air my disappointment with the results I've getting gotten mm-hmm. rather getting it's a good thing i'm it's a good thing i'm a writer uh the results i've gotten because there are things in life that are beyond our control and the one thing i can't control is how i look at it and sometimes it does take me a while to positive think my way into it and one of the things that you and i discussed and i discussed this also with my friend chris the other day um that Whatever whatever the result is, sometimes I'm doing things for a result, if I'm honest. And then there's some things that I do that even in the doing, if nothing came of it, it would be worth it. And a lot of times, listen, I wouldn't... <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with doing something for a very particular result. Example being, uh, if you go to work at a job, you don't go for the joy of it. You go for the check. Okay. Mm. You take away the check. You take away my want to be there as much, right? Depending on the jobs. Mm -hmm. And somehow or another, people don't think of art as a job, but especially like writing, it's a job. And there was a certain amount of money that made writing worth it to me. But even if I don't get the big million dollar paycheck, I'm going to write anyway. What else am I going to do? Like that's, it's my nature to write. I'm going to work out anyway. Although I will say between you and I, and I've said it before, the best I've come up with in this last year of, and then in the last six months or four months of me working out is, I guess I'm just not getting fatter faster. Um, (laughs) That is where we're at. Okay. (laughs) So the hope behind 
these positive thinking techniques is, is when you're in a moment, like the moment I've been having today in the last couple of days, which may be hormonal, um, I can reach for something else. One of the ones I reached for today was some positive self-talk in the shower and honestly, spending time with a positive person, mm-hmm. you and I working through it and uh, you helping me work out like what it was I was feeling, what it was I was thinking, and where it is I can go from here. Mm-hmm. And I do think enlisting the aid and asking for help, which is not one of my favorite ones, but Brianna, mm-hmm. today it really worked for me. So thank you. Well, you're very welcome. And I appreciated that, uh, you know, I just appreciated your willingness to share it. And I think that that's just as important, you know, that that when we're talking about positive connections, which we had an episode about a couple of months, a couple of weeks ago, rather, um, because connections was one of mine as well. So I really appreciate you sharing that, um, that it is the opportunity to not, uh, you know, and, and from and what I hear from that, or what I'm trying to take away when I when I'm reaching out for the positive connections is also that that is, yes, it's positive for, you know, as you've shared for you reaching out, but then it's also a, very much a positive for me to be able to be present and supportive and to have that opportunity to engage with you in that way is is also a positive for me. And we're not talking about not even, you know, we're not talking about my stuff, if that makes sense. I'm butchering that a little bit, but I will just say it was a positive experience for me as well. And that's what I think those positive connections, I agree with you, that can really do um, for each party in that positive connection. So that's wonderful. Um, and I think I heard you too say one in there, and and you uh, are, are usually, um, you've been so great about sharing. So I I hope I'm not taking one away from you, but (laughs) it is the gratitude um, and just taking a moment to be grateful in the moment to, you know, if we're going to take a minute to do some positive picturing, just like sometimes I'll I'll visualize like a little list of like, okay, I'm positive for this and then this, Um, but just reminding myself of what I'm really grateful for. Um, Even if in the moment I can't like totally conjure up all the feelings or all the feels um, about it, at least acknowledging that there are things in my life to be positive for, even if, you know, whether I'm I'm positive and having a great time and things are good to just remember them then. I'm so grateful for this opportunity, this time, these people, this experience, or when things are not so positive, it's another way to just help essentially um, build that muscle or flex that muscle and just another way to overall bring positivity into um, into my space. So it's it's practicing that gratitude and, and it can be writing it down. It can be just, you know, I sometimes, I, well, not even, I talk to myself a lot. <laughs> so sometimes it's just a matter of even saying, you know, under my breath or in, if I'm in the car or something, just uh, I'm really grateful for this sunrise as I have to get up super early to go to work. Hey, thanks for, you know, I'm so happy for this sunrise or, you know, uh, a few days ago, and this sounds like a weird one. It snowed so much here (laughs) for early March, which can happen, but it snowed so much here. Um, It was like, you know, a first snow in December and it was 
absolutely gorgeous. And so just getting up in the morning and, you know, being able to look outside um, and then just being kind of in awe of how gorgeous it was. I was really, you know, just another thing to be grateful for. And it was definitely a, a positive, um, kind of a positive start to the day and, and, and really hung on for me for quite some time into the day. A gratitude list is one of my favorite techniques of being positive. When I first got into back into writing, I started a website called mythankyousite.com. And I was very, I was very sick at the time. And I'd also been asked to leave the job that you and I both had. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was put on disability. So I was physically sick, but I was also put on disability for anxiety and depression. And I didn't have the mental and just physical energy to write a book or a novel or anything like that. And I remember thinking, I was learning how search engine optimization worked and I bought this course online and I thought, what kind of website would I put together that would at least, if nothing came of it, because I only have so much energy, would make me feel better. And I thought, oh yeah, gratitude, because it was a tool I'd learned in recovery. And so I made my thank you site.com, which by the way is still up. And I just was writing thank you notes and collecting gratitude quotes every day. And I will say, if you, I called it increasing your gratitude quotient. If you can think of what you're grateful for, that's great. Um, You can get a gratitude journal with prompts. I've written one if you'd like. It's it's written by, I think the author is Christy from mythankyousite.com on Amazon. But you can get like prompts or you can simply thank people more and look for reasons to say thank you to people. And it is amazing what upping that gratitude quotient alone, that one tool alone can do to sort of buoy your spirits. Because it reminds you not just on what you missed out on and what happened or whatnot. There's a there's a friend of mine um, that I used to work with at Marksman named Joe. And um, he just put out a video on YouTube, so this isn't private. Um, but he was talking about, you know, because he is ill right now. And mm-hmm. he was talking about um, thinking of things that you feel lucky for, you know, and how it gets you through the day. And he's having genuinely hard, hard times. And, you know, it made me both sad and and it touched me such a great deal to hear him talk about that um, and hear him go to that because he's always been very funny and he's one of my comedy friends as well. And a lot of comedians can be very cynical, but to see him feel so genuine and it touched me so much that he thought about, you know, every day that, you know, he's feeling better, he's grateful for. And it really helped me in that moment you know, I went back. Okay. You, you heard me this afternoon. I'm not going to pretend. Okay. Mm-hmm. But in that moment when I saw the video, um, it reminded me, oh, wow, I am grateful. I feel so much better. My health is so much better. My guy is retired now and he is walking. He goes on his walks and every once in a while he'll walk by the 99 cent only store and snag a giant candy bar. And, uh, He's taken to, because he knows I'm really busy, and I'm also just a little bit on edge, Brianna. Mm. So he's taken to just, like, sliding the candy bar under the door. <laughs> Tentatively. <laughs> yes, yeah. Like, sometimes there's the office, and this time I was taking my cold shower, and when I got out of the shower, I saw, like, the candy bar. He'd come back from his walk, and there was a candy bar. And I remember feeling so grateful because a lot of times people, when they're trying to help me, 
in in the past when I wasn't a good mm -hmm. communicator, they would try to help me in a way that wasn't at all helpful. And I just pretended like it was helpful, but to, to be grateful, which I always was. But being able to like communicate your needs and then and then having somebody like show up in a way, listen, get me a chocolate bar from the dollar store. I will be your friend. Like that is <laughs> we're friends now. Like that is the kind of help that I needed today. I he even had one for himself and gave me chocolate out of his before I opened mine. And then I opened mine and now I've got it hidden in the closet. So I don't need more. But my point is uh, gratitude is a big one. Uh, communicating your needs is another one. And we're just going to keep going through technique after technique after technique. But I really do love this because at a time when you're feeling a little or a lot down or stressed or whatnot, the more often you can remind yourself that you have these techniques and the more often you use them, the more likely you are to use them in the moment that you need it the most. Mm, yes, absolutely. And I, you know, um, in your, in talking about gratitude, you discussed too how sharing it, um, you know, just you have, you made a reference to telling someone what you're grateful for. And I think that, you know, that, that, ties in nicely with what you were saying about, you know, being around uh, another positive person or, you know, when we talk about positive connections, but another way to get the gratitude out is, you know, actually sharing it with someone. And I think that's a great thing to highlight. And it also makes me think about how important just if, if you are into it in that per, in a particular moment or um, is that it can be so beneficial in uh, a technique that can be is having that buddy. Gosh, let me get my words out. Good thing we're recording a podcast. Um, but it's having that buddy so that not only you can share that gratitude, but also. So um, one of the things I put down is um, is really talking about being positive with someone. So so. Talk like telling people um, or or your trusted person or your trusted people, hey, I am really working on being more positive. And so here are some techniques I'm going to try. Um, here's what I'd ask for you if you can just, you know, listen out for it and make a note when you hear me being positive or gently in a very kind and loving way, maybe point out when I'm not being so positive. And just having that person or people to do that with or to help you do that, like, I guess you could I mean, kind of call it an accountability partner or partners, but having that outside or external um, input, does that make sense? Yes, that mm -hmm. external input about how you're doing. Because I do think for myself, I have a tendency to just get so wrapped up in thoughts and, you know, internal processing and all that stuff that I, I don't always recognize either where I need to make a change or, or, or where maybe I'm slipping a little bit, but even more so where I've made gains because partially I'm so used to not paying attention necessarily to the, the good things that I do. But um, I do think that having someone who can share, you can share that with, I'm really working on being positive. Can you help me? Or can you watch out for when I do something um, that is, you know, moves towards positive or when I catch myself from going, you know, if, as I start to go negative and then making the switch over to, to, to talk about that a little bit differently, just having that is so valuable. I know when we first started Positivity Fest way back when, 
it is that foursome of people that we were doing that with uh, to just say, hey, Christy, <laughs> that doesn't sound so positive. Again, super loving, mostly, you know, truly a lot of fun, like pointing that out, catching each other. Uh, it was really fun, um, but it just helped. It just helped keep the um, awareness up and and it is something that I've found consistently being able to talk about my intentions of being positive has definitely been a technique that's helped me not forget that I want to do this, uh, not get too caught up when I'm not being positive and just really help keep me on the right track. Absolutely. I think every time you enlist a positive technique in your life, you're sort of making a vote for the person that you want to be. And I don't remember who said that, but I really liked the concept of when I do this, I'm making a vote for the person I want to be. And the hopeful thing for me about adapting a helpful and hopeful perspective on life is that it allows me to enjoy what I'm doing now. It allows me to look to a future that I will enjoy as well, but also not deny what is happening in the moment. We don't ever talk about that toxic positivity. I mean, we talk about avoiding it, right? We're never talking about pretending like what is bad isn't bad. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the great techniques that, that I've kind of embraced since we've been doing this podcast is to allow myself to feel my feelings, but watch the story I'm telling myself and look at it's sort of a questioning attitude toward what it is I'm feeling. And particularly this afternoon, when you and I were doing our pre-show, I have been feeling really drained um, because, you know, I think I, I think I worked a little, maybe I overworked. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know if I, okay, I can't say, I don't know if I believe in that. I'm sure I do believe in that. I possibly mm -hmm. overworked, but um I also know that it's an opportunity now for me to persevere and it's an opportunity now for me to reflect and it's an opportunity now for me to feel the connection with my friends that are helping me. Okay. Friend you mm -hmm. um, <laughs> feel the connection with Brianna right here on this podcast. But, but the point is to look at like, obviously I'm feeling drained. What is it that's going to energize me? What can I do that will make me feel good again? What uh, what did I what have I learned, Charlie Brown? And and so my my next technique is to feel your feelings, feel the disappointment, feel the tears, cry, get angry, do what you need to do, journal your your sadness or your grief or your rage or your whatever it is. Feel those feelings. There's no there's nothing wrong with that. Don't adapt this sort of weird thinking that feelings that are not considered positive or negative. They aren't. Your feelings are valid. If something sad happens and you are sad, that is not you being negative. That is you being human and living a life. So cry. Be angry. Don't take it out on other people, but you, you know, I don't know, rage room, punch a pillow, run, do something, get that work out, and then adopt a caring but questioning attitude towards how can I be kind to myself in this moment? What can I do so that when these feelings subside, I have something constructive to return to in my life, something enjoyable, something comfortable, something nurturing, something, a lesson learned 
right? Mm -hmm. How can I gain wisdom from this? And I think adapting a kind yet inquisitive perspective on your quote unquote negative emotions, your pain, your grief, your rage, and, and looking for that opportunity to learn from them is a technique that I've really appreciated because it allows me to meet me where I'm at in a way that genuinely heals me and takes away the shame of not being happy sometimes. Mm. Well, and, and I can say from experience, you really, you really excel at that. And you're really good at reminding me to do that as well. And I think one of the things that, um, you know, a technique, I guess I would call it a technique it sim uh, that goes along with what you were talking about is just uh, recognizing that talking about challenging things or things that we might label as bad things isn't complaining. And you had to remind me of that a couple of times in the last couple of weeks because it felt like one thing after another was occurring. And then I, I you know, we do our polos in the evening and well, for me, it's in the evening, but um you know, I'd say, oh my gosh, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then I, I you know, I caught myself a couple times like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm complaining about stuff. And then, you know, the next day it was like, that's not complaining. <laughs> that's just talking about what's happening in your life. And I think that it's important to keep that, you know, that was a really important reminder for me that it, as you said, it's okay to talk, it's okay to feel your feelings, it's okay to be sad or angry, frustrated. And it is okay to acknowledge that challenging things are going on and talking about those difficult things is not complaining. And so that just has been really helpful for me. I don't know that it's necessarily, I don't know that it's necessarily a technique as much as a realization, I think for me, um, but it is something that I have found exceptionally helpful right now so that, you know, when I'm not talking to you in the polo or, or, you know, in our pre-show, um, when I start getting on my own case about, oh, why am I ruminating on this? Or why am I thinking about this still? And it's because it sucks. It genuinely sucks. And it's okay to be sad, upset, angry about whatever that is. Um, and then to to, I guess, acknowledge that and then begin to process it has been very, very helpful in, as you know, in not starting to tell a story, not getting on my own case, not having that shame, but actually being able to process and in so doing, then work through that in a way that allows me to, to what I would say is even in that space to still be a positive person and, and have, you know, be a positive thinker, have that positive mental attitude. And I think, um, I don't know, I just feel like that's been incredibly helpful. And then I also have found, you mentioned the words opportunity, you had perseverance in there. Um, I have um, like this little, like a little list of these words that are you, I use as touchstones. So this is sort of like, it's not quite a mantra because I don't always say them out loud, but they're just these words that I can use to remind myself like, ooh, 
here we go, I got this, or I can get through that, through this and perseverance and opportunity um, are two of them. And I also uh, really like, you know, reminding myself about resilience. And there's this great word, it's perspicacity, which is a keen understanding. And I love all of that. And it just helps me remember these are words that come with I guess I would call it a bolster. So when I uh, am needing a little oomph, a, a little lift that I can use these, then help me again, not like fake, like nothing's happening or not fake, like that, not fake emotions, but they just help, I guess, bolster, just help. They're just supportive, particularly in challenging times, which you know, to me makes me think that if I can use these techniques or these words as one of my techniques, I suppose, um, that just overall helps my attitude and how I think about things. I love that. Yes, absolutely. It's interesting because when you're feeling your feelings and, and looking for opportunities, one of the problems is it's hard to feel feelings without telling yourself a story. And Lee Scantlin was always really good about, he was like a teacher that you and I both went to go see in Hermosa Beach. And he talked about script, uh, which I think he learned from Barbara Mole. But the concept is be on the lookout for stories where I'm always this, or it'll never happen, or I can't, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'll, I'll never be loved. I'm never good enough. I'll always like be on the lookout for those type of stories we start to tell ourselves. And one of the things I liked was uh, just as far as like technique, technique goes is Byron Katie did a thing called the work. And it's just a series of questions that you can ask yourself when you have one of these stories, like um, I'll always be misunderstood. Nobody loves me. Nobody will ever love me. You know, as the question one is always, is it true? Question two is, can you absolutely know that it's true? Hmm. The third is, how do re you react when you believe that thought? And then from there, who would you be without that thought? And it's a great way to question the concept and the story that we're feeding ourselves in the moment where we're feeling down or we're feeling really angry or sad or rejected. And I found that I don't always ask those exact questions, but I find questioning the premise of what it is I'm saying. As soon as now I hear I should be this, or I'm always that, or I'll never this, I immediately hear those words, and we've said it a bunch of times, and I think, whoa, 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 is it true? Can you absolutely know it's true? And then the other two questions, honestly, Brianna, the how do you react when you believe that thought? Who would you be without that thought? I, I always forget those two. <laughs> <laughs> but the truth is the first two is it true can you absolutely know that it's true no no always and never things if you could just find one exception it's not true mm -hmm. it's not true it's a binary concept and i've always been a very logical person in my mind i don't necessarily operate in the world as spock right i'm actually a very emotional person but i have the ability to think rationally not necessarily act rationally. That's mm -hmm. fine. That's okay. I love me. Um, but I do think questioning yourself when you hear like, for me, it's, I'll always be misunderstood. I'll, I'll always be judged falsely. Um, those kind of thoughts that I have about people or 
you know, I'll never do this or I'll never, you know, I'm never going to make it. Nobody's ever going to, I'm never going to catch a break. You know, even mm. that isn't necessarily a script, but it's like, but truly you've never caught a break. And it's like, of course I've caught a break. My mom once won $5,000 in the lotto. We've caught a break. Um, <laughs> breaks were caught. Breaks were caught. That's a pretty big break. Like, I, I don't know a lot of people who are, you know, like, you know, got five large out of the lotto, you know, and it wasn't me, <laughs> but I was there for that, you know? And I've had a lot of breaks and yeah, things like that just seem to work out. I remember losing a job. Um, I literally went to a comedy show uh, and they were like, what happened? I was like, well, I was supposed to come to here and I had the night off and I just got a phone call that said, if I don't come in, I don't have a job. And they're like, oh, well, you're here. And I was like, no, I'm not coming in. My sister came all the way out from Florida for the show, you know, so I'm not going to miss it. And then this guy went, I got a job for you. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Okay. Thanks, man. You know what I mean? And so I got a job at Marksman. Yeah. Um, that's how I got that job at a comedy show. Uh, and then I also was in a car accident once and I sent an email saying my laundromat show was canceled. Turns out one of the people booked on the show was the assistant to a, a, an auto injury attorney. <laughs> so oh my I got my attorney. <laughs> All right. Uh, so it's like, okay, I've, breaks have been had is my uh -huh. point. So um, is it true? Can you absolutely know it's true? Go ahead and look up Byron Katie's like the work. I think it's at thework.com. It's easy to find. But even just if you if you're like me and you just barely because the others are like you got to do a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> and it absolutely is worth it. But I'm like, eh, is it true? Is it absolutely no? It's true. No, it's not. It's not true. And um, you know, from there, tell myself a better story. Mm. Right. Sometimes mm -hmm. things do work out. Maybe it wasn't this time, but you also never know. Like sometimes. The timeline, the horizon, like it might not look like it. There's happy movies and sad movies, right? It depends on where you end the movie. If you keep the story going, you got a shot at another ending. That works both ways. <laughs> but nothing's ever all one thing. So I'm just saying, ask yourself some questions. Feel your feelings. Watch those always, never shoulds mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well and you you know you talked about the script you talked about the stories the always nevers and uh one of you know one of the things that helps when i'm in that space or feel like i'm i'm approaching that space is uh taking um some people call it a strategic pause just a pause or and or coupled with taking a breath or a couple of breaths or doing some breathing, which I know is always one of your favorite things to do. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Why do I have such a thing against breathing? <laughs> Why do you hate air so much? I don't know. Um, but I do really think that <laughs> I do really think that for, for me, if, uh, you know, sometimes it's just so much is going on. Um, there's like this frenetic energy and it's not necessarily bad. It's just like a lot. And so I just have to like, take a, take a minute. Okay. Hang on. Let me just pause here. Or if it is, you know, I feel like I'm kind of tipping over into some negativity, maybe a little stress or overwhelm, taking a pause and just taking some breaths uh, and focusing on the breath to just sort of clear my head, clear my mind, get, get a, get a break between 
whatever thoughts might be swirling, whatever stories might be a brewing, um, has really been beneficial to uh, to just slow things down, put a stop to things, but then helping me to um, more accurately see what's going on. And I feel like when that happens, then I can actually, that actually opens me up to other techniques, some of the things that we've already talked about. And I can, you know, a kind of a, almost like a, um, like a little, I don't know, what do I want to call it? Like a little map <laughs> to getting back to, you know, getting to, getting to some po- more positive thinking space, I suppose. Again, if I'm having thought, if I'm ha- having feelings about things, that's not to say that I discard those or try to overwrite them with some toxic positivity. No. But if I take that breath, I can get a clearer picture and then it I just feel like I can better adjust or meet whatever is actually happening. And so I actually did a few of them. <laughs> I did a few a few techniques today. One of my favorites is like that square breathing where you just count, you know, to four breathe in for four, hold it for four, breathe out for four, and just do that. And I, I do a little finger, you know, like touch my um, my fingers to my thumbs as I move through it. And it just helps to, again, pull focus from whatever's starting to swirl or get me towards the negative um, and just brings it back. And again, I feel like every time I can interrupt that type of thinking or kind of going down that path, I feel like I am paving the way for positive thinking and helping to, again, support or bolster my, my, my positive attitude. I love that. Yes. It's, I'm excited about talking about these things because I have been feeling a little low and I'm already feeling sort of, not sort of, I'm definitively feeling more upbeat and more positive Mm -hmm just remembering all the techniques that we've put into play. We had an episode once called the power, it wasn't the power of, but just positive expectations. And I read a whole book that talked about the placebo effect and the fact that your, you, your mind is a predictive, your brain actually is a predictive mechanism because it's too hard to take everything as it comes. So it generally, like if a couple of times you go to the doctor, you take a pill, you get better your brain, like some, they, even when they do science, they have to always have a placebo because they need to know, are these people just getting better because they expect to get better because they're getting medical treatment? Or are they getting better because this drug is better than just any old pill, right? And a lot of people poo-poo the placebo effect, right? Mm-hmm. And I've always been a fan. I, I call it the Dumbo magic feather, right? I don't care that this feather really isn't magic. I just want to fly. Okay, so if I have to believe in the feather, if I believe in the placebo effect, I think all of that is absolutely a tool that we should use on the regular. So they say your expectations can determine your experience. So if I expect that even though right now I don't have the sales I wanted on my latest book, even though I don't feel thin, (laughs) we'll say, (laughs) 
<laughs> even though I'm not as thin as I'd like, or I haven't lost the weight I like, I have an expectation that I will adjust what I am doing, figure out what I need to improve, take what I've done well and do and 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 do more of that and appreciate the hard work that I've put in. And I'm just going to keep going. And I have every positive expectation that I will eventually get the result I'm looking for because if I keep my mind open and if I keep doing the work that gets me closer to the goal, Mm -hmm. something will change. And, Mm -hmm. and, just because I expect that something is going to happen, it doesn't have to manifest itself exactly in the way I envisioned. I'm open to all amazing amounts of wealth and good health, Brianna. (laughs) (laughs) And I will take them in all degrees that are available to me. Um, But it will, it will not happen if I just give up. So why not keep going? And why not expect that it's going to work? Because my body will pump out the right chemicals and do the right thing and see opportunities. If you expect that you're going to get a great deal on a car, it makes it more likely that you're going to look in more ads. You're going to do more things. You're going to have your brain trained on certain things. If I tell you, you know what? I'm seeing a lot more green cars lately. You will see more green cars because your mind is attuned to it. I remember somebody distinctly. With it, 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 and it's the same mechanism showing me that when you see a blue reflector in the street, if you look to the right, there is the uh, fire hydrant. Hmm. And it's so when fire trucks are speeding down the street and they want to know where to park the truck so they can quickly get that there, they know where they are even in the dark. And I had no idea. Brianna, I swear to you, every time I remember that fact, I see them all over the place. But when I forget it, I never saw one. Mm -hmm. But now that I've told you, if you see one, you'll start to see them all. Oh, yes. I love it. As someone who had to buy a car recently, every time I thought, this is the car I want, all of a sudden, that's the only car I saw. (laughs) So you are uh, you are accurate in your uh, your appraisal of how of how that works, and that is wonderful. And I I will say, um, you know, one of the ones that I have been leaning into recently is just admitting when I'm at capacity. Um, and I'm sorry I didn't really segue that one very good from what you had just shared, but um, when you were talking about um, uh, when you were sharing, it just made me think of how for a lot of my life, I just would keep pushing, keep going, keep mm-hmm. going, keep going, keep going without recognizing, um, you know, how I was feeling. And there's, you know, there is a, I, again, perseverance is one of my favorite words. Um, so there is something to being able to persevere and continue to keep, you know, keep going, I think, but there, for me, there is eventually going, if I'm, if I'm also not taking care of myself during that time or, or trying in some ways to work through whatever's going on, I think that there's always going to be kind of a crash. And so I think one of the techniques that I've been using 
learning to use, right? Um, Because it's definitely a learning curve uh, for me is just admitting I am at capacity. I cannot do anything more. Or I, um, a couple times I've had to say, I am, I am just overwhelmed. Um, I even actually had to share that this week. Uh, I kind of had a, you know, unexpectedly needed a new vehicle. And that's always a, for me, that is that is consistently a challenging situation, especially when you're not expecting it. And so that coupled with everything else that I had going on, I was, you know, trying to research cars and cars have changed a lot since I got my last one. And and I just was, you know, I had my deadline, I had to get a car by this day. Um, and, uh, my mom came to help me <laughs> and uh, just like to help, you know, just to be that kind of like, I'll get in the car with you and let's ride around. Um, and uh, my mom loves to make a plan. It's where I get it from. The difference is my mom also likes to change a plan after it's been made. <laughs> and that's fine because it, it helps us be the, is, you know, it helps us be efficient and make sure we're doing everything right. But I knew going into it, I didn't have the capacity for that. So I I just had to say, you know, we had a plan and then there were some tweaks being offered and I just had to say, I, I can't, we have a plan, we have to stick to the plan because I don't have the capacity to, I, I don't have the capacity to like keep changing this. I got, I've got a little space left and that's it. And I, I actually said, because I'm really overwhelmed and I actually got real teary. <laughs> which was embarrassing, but there was something very cathartic about being able to just say it and just say, I am overwhelmed to admit I don't have more and not to feel like I have to keep faking it and faking it. But just to say that she was like, okay, one time she kind of slipped a little bit and I was just like, mom, (laughs) she's like, oh yeah, yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Sorry. Sorry. You know, and it was great. And, um, And I guess I just say that because it's not easy for me to admit when I get to that point, or sometimes it's not even easy to see it. And so being able to recognize when I'm at my breaking point and then being able to say it has been incredibly helpful because it prevents me from getting into like stories. Why can't I handle this? Um, Why aren't I, why aren't even more resilient? Uh, All these things that just are not helpful in the moment for sure, but then also uh, can be a detriment to having that, you know, that overall, um, that overall positive attitude or, or, or working towards or, or, or being in a, a space of positive thinking. Absolutely. I think you touched on so much there. Communicating your needs is a very important way to get the support that you need and getting support is a great way to is a great technique for positive thinking getting support in your life is a great way to do that and i also think you the acceptance of meeting yourself where you're at so sometimes it could be you're at your limit or sometimes it could be i am so if you're me i am so euphoric i feel like i just can't lose brianna (laughs) watch out watch out Christy. <laughs> i remember once and i knew where i got it from you were talking about your mom my mom is in vegas she's been playing nickel slots this is back in the day when you put a real nickel in the machine not like now where you get that card 
real nickels where mm-hmm. you put a dollar in and then nickels come out. My mom has been playing nickel slots. She's found the loose machine, Brianna. Later we saw, and I was like, mom, they're all the same. No, I saw a thing on TV. They're not all the same. My mom did find the loose machine, right? <laughs> we're waiting in line for the buffet. This is back when buffets were cheaper. I'm sorry, kids. You don't have as good of a time in Vegas as we did. We had real coins. It was the greatest. Um, her hands are dirty with nickel dust. Okay, just filthy with this. She can't wash it off. She's won so many nickels. Okay. <laughs> her purse is digging into her shoulder because it's so heavy with her nickel riches, right? And she says to me, oh my God, it's like I can't lose. <laughs> I was like, uh, are you going to the room soon, mom? She's like, yeah, we got to change out these nickels and then go in the room. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. Calm down, mom. But basically, my mom, she I think she won well over $250 in nickels. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a lot at a nickel slot. And she refused to play any other machine. Um, and she was like, that man has my machine. She just sat there smoking and staring at him. Really got off. but um so i would say seeing yourself and recognizing and knowing yourself and meeting yourself where you're at so it could be when you're at your limit it could be when you you're on a roll be aware sometimes when you're on a roll keep going sure Mm -hmm. but if there's that manic i can't lose energy you know my mom was really good at that i think also she was seriously worried that somebody was going to try and steal her nickel winnings but regardless as to what (laughs) happened she my mom walked away a winner she wasn't you know mm-hmm. what i mean she absolutely walked away a winner and um then there's a couple other techniques there's a there's um there's a japanese saying fall seven times and stand up eight mm. and i've always amended it to be fall seven times and stand up eight but don't be afraid to take a nap first right um mm-hmm. <laughs> because sometimes you're just tired okay so i one of the most the key points for me to be more positive is rest, good food, water, sunlight, rest, good food, water, sunlight. Uh, my brain doesn't always want rest, good food, water, sunlight. My mm-hmm. brain wants to keep going, um, be intermittently angry with people who are trying to tell me to sleep, Brianna, mm-hmm. uh, drink way too much caffeine. Who needs the sun? Okay. <laughs> and, you know, eat chocolate okay chocolate ice cream something crunchy uh i've written many a novel on mcrib sandwiches brianna you know the maximum number of mcrib sandwiches you should have in a lifetime one one (laughs) i have i've had a lethal dose almost a barely lethal dose of mcrib sandwiches i love those ribs oh my god when i went low carb i when I went low carb, I said, oh, I went to the McDonald's and I was like, um, yeah, can I get a McRib sandwich, but um, no sauce and no bun? And they were like, and no pickle. And they were just like, you just want. <laughs> I was like, yeah, just the McRib. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Give me the McRib slab. Eat the McMeat. Yes. Oh. <laughs> hey. Not. You know, there was a lot of opportunity there, Brianna, and I haven't had oh. one since. But, you know, that's what I had at the time in me. I met myself where I was at mm-hmm. on that one. But, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, rest, nutrition, water, sunlight. <laughs> awesome. 
I love it. So good. So good. And maybe a McRib. No. <laughs> Listen, you know, meet yourself where you're at. Okay. It did me a lot of good then. Many a oh. book was written on a McRib. I'll tell you. Ooh, wee. McRib. Okay. Well, <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, it definitely uh, makes me think of, and I don't know that this is ne necessarily a technique, but I mean, all of, I think what we're kind of sharing or, or what can help in getting to these techniques is um, just self-awareness, having, you know, working towards having accurate self-awareness of your needs, where you're at, what you're, you know, what kind of, what pushes you towards positivity or what pulls you away from it. I think that self-awareness can be so vital. Um, just a couple of more, a couple more of the quick ones. You talked about sleep. I will say movement, um, exercise, if that's your jam, it's not always mine. So I use like when I, I did it a couple times this week, actually, I dance. I love to dance. And so if I'm real stressed or if I'm real happy, I'll just pop on a song that I really like. And, you know, two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever, just kind of dance around. And it is incredible what a mood lift that is. I've been trying to do my workouts in the morning. So I'm getting up at like 4.30 in the morning so that I can do a workout. And um, while I am a morning person, I don't know that I'm that morning. And so what's helped is like to do a quick dance and then start the workout. Like I got to get a, I got to get my pep, I get a little pep in my step. Uh, and then I can, you know, kind of, then I can get to it and it's working. I really have been enjoying it. And so um, for me helping to stay positive because it's, it's childlike as well. And so it, to me, it's just really fun, positive. Uh, so dancing, dancing is one of mine as well. I love that. And it ties into music because sometimes listening to positive music or music that just makes you feel cool can genuinely set your mood and on a very nonverbal level, like just there's something about, I mean, I, I was joking about the Rocky theme song, but mm -hmm. I challenge you to listen to the Rocky theme song uh, and you you'll imagine yourself in your own montage. This is me working hard doing the dishes. You know, this is me working hard studying, like get a fly now. Really, it absolutely works. Music can work. Another one I want to talk about is comedy. Uh, I was a stand-up comedian for a long time. I genuinely believe that taking time out to watch a funny movie or watch somebody who makes you laugh or just laughing with a friend can absolutely, the power of laughter to change your outlook on the world, even if you're laughing at how terrible things are. <laughs> I'll always, uh, I've told the story on the podcast before, but I distinctly remember I was having a bad day and all I wanted was a Diet Coke. Brianna, all I wanted was a big gulp Diet Coke from 7-Eleven. We pull in all of my happiness rests on this soda, which is not, that's, that's the life I was living at the moment, right? That's all I want is mm -hmm. this cheap caffeine drink. Get it, get into the car, sit down. Everything is good with the world for about two seconds because the bottom of the cup <laughs> just mm. falls out of the bottom an entire big gulp right to the crotch brianna <laughs> i was wet oh. to the underwear and i could it was so bad i looked at my sister like did that just happen does that <laughs> does that even happen do you know what i mean like it happens and we both oh. just had to laugh because it was so ridiculous and she was like should we go in and get another one i was like no 
<laughs> you know what I mean? like just no, just over now. No, we're but but we did go home. Luckily, they were dark blue jeans. So, mm-hmm. uh, what crotched I went to whatever it was we were going because I don't remember anything else from that day. But laughter, if you can laugh at what's going on, if you can laugh at your weird McRib neediness, if you can laugh at your spilled, don't cry over spilled soda. Laugh at it instead. Mm-hmm. Um, laughter is is really. It can really change your mood in an instant. Um, and I always remember my sister when she was really sad. And you know how people are like, you know, things change. You know what I mean? Like, don't worry. Nothing's permanent. And I was, and I always tell my sister, hey, yeah, nothing's permanent. Remember when you were happy? I mean, that's <laughs> shot to whatever right now. I didn't swear on this podcast, but that's shot to shiz right now. Yeah. So guess what? Nothing stays. Hmm. Um, but there is something to sarcastic positivity and humor really great tools to positive thinking and one mm-hmm. that don't seem so airy fairy and strange mm-hmm. pop in a yeah. funny movie yeah love it i have uh <laughs> i have been um wearing out uh, an episode of brooklyn 99 frankly <laughs> that has been my um just it just is like oh this is so funny this is what i need perfect so that's a wonderful technique is the humor and finding something um finding something that we've feel or find uplifting is great. Um, I think for one of my, uh, I, I would say for one of my last ones, I will uh, offer or that I find helps with my positive thinking is faith. And I'm, I'll be honest, I'm sometimes a little reticent to offer that because, you know, faith and particularly people are thinking of it as religion can be somewhat triggering for folks. Um, And so I'm always a little reluctant to talk about it, but I will say for, for me, um, my faith has been incredibly helpful as, as I grow in it, it's been incredibly helpful for um, me to, to help me develop a positive a more positive attitude. So being able to, because essentially with, through faith, I guess I would say I'm able to see my connections. You know, I love, I love talking about connections, but I'm able to see connections and how things are connected. And so that helps me, I feel like just have a uh, it it just helps my perspective. It's very hard, obviously, as I'm stumbling over my words, it's very hard to describe, but I just know that faith for me really plays a part in my positive thinking, even when there are times, you know, you and I talked about it a couple weeks ago where I was worried. Um, I was feeling like I was in a, in a bit of a spiritual desert. Um, and that may be true. Um, but I think the important thing is knowing that my faith is still there. It just is taking a different form or, or I'm in a different space right now. And so, um, yeah, so I just, again, I'm not super articulate because I don't honestly talk about it that often. Um, but I do know that it is something that helps me with my uh, positive thinking and, and developing that positive mental attitude. Absolutely. I do think faith is a tool that we could lean into a lot more. It, it doesn't always have to take the form of religion. I remember distinctly when I was a kid, and it took me a while until I was older to really appreciate what my father was saying. But I remember 
I think he had lost his job. Something had happened. Oh, no, my mom was sick. That's right. My mom was really sick. And she was in the hospital. And we couldn't be together. Uh, we were in a foster home. And it was devastating. Like, for I, re I remember it had to have been very hard for me because there was a time where I didn't even remember it happened, which mm -hmm. is very rare for me. And I remember asking my brother, did that, did that happen? And he was like, yeah, yeah, it did. And then I remembered this moment and my father was hugging me and he said, kid, I don't always know how, and you can't always know how, but don't worry. Somehow everything always works out. Don't forget. And it was that faith that I couldn't really hold on to so much as a young person. But as I've gotten older, I can remember hugging my father and hearing him say, somehow it's all going to work out. And there's something about having faith in that concept that it always has before. It will again, mm -hmm. even, even when things take a really dark turn, my father's passed since then, but mm -hmm. somehow it all does work out. And so there is that kind of faith and you can choose to believe in it through religion or just through experience on life. Somehow mm -hmm. I'm still here and it's still working out. And so prayer is a great thing for some people. Meditation is something I'm trying to do more of. And visualization techniques actually genuinely help me. I just pick a YouTube video. And I and even though I have like a bit of aphantasia where I don't actually, like I know you had positive picturing and you can mm -hmm. see, I, I don't actually see much when I close my eyes. <laughs> I see darkness and occasional flash of possibly an image, but I, I also have very poor vision and I had it, you know, for a long time in my childhood. So I don't know if that's what the cause of it is. I have no idea, but that part of my brain just doesn't do that. I didn't even know when people said count sheep that the real sheep were there, but nevertheless, <laughs> that they're actual sheep people are counting. I thought it was mm. metaphorical, not literal, um, but <laughs> nevertheless, even if you're like me, you can do a visualization exercise where you're seeing yourself do that. And there is one in particular that I enjoy that is specifically geared to positive thinking. And I've said it before on the podcast, but if you haven't seen that episode, I can't remember the lady who did it, but it's called Whoop. And I think you can go to whoopmylife.org and get more details. But the basics of it is this. You think of what you want, your wish. That's the W. The O is the outcome that you're looking for. I wish for this and I hope that this is what it's going to look like you know, like the visual of what it is. And then I imagine what obstacles usually get in my way. And then I make a plan for what that's going to happen. And you can literally do it on a very granular level. I'll give you an example. If I want to write 2000 words in a day, I can sell myself, what do I want? What is my wish? I want a 2000 plus word day today. What is the outcome? What will I feel like when it's done? I will feel good. I'll feel like a writer. I'll feel like I'm on my way. I feel like this book is under control. I will, the anxiety that I usually have at the end of the night when I haven't written <laughs> will not exist then. I will be excited and I will get, you know, I will eat dinner in peace or I'll have a nice cup of coffee or I'll treat myself to uh, watching a TV show at the end, right? That is the outcome. That's the visualized outcome of me saying, yay, I did it, brag to Brianna, brag to Edie, get myself onto watching my favorite show. That's the outcome. The obstacle is, well, what happens? What happens is sometimes I get a snack and then I wander around and then I don't come back. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what's the plan? The plan is if I get up for a break, I'm going to set a timer. 
or and if I catch myself wandering around the house, I remember the plan is if this happens, then I will go back to the keyboard and type two more sentences. And so having like anticipated where this is all going to go wrong and not in a um, negative way, like just in a, where have we gotten tripped up in the past and having a plan for it in place makes it that much more likely that I'll get what I want. And I think it is a very great way to positive think your way around potential snags in a plan. That is a great one. And I always enjoy hearing about the whoop. I don't know if it's a method. Would you call it a whoop method or just whoop? Uh, yeah, I think she calls it, yeah, the whoop, whoopmylife.org. I think it's a whoop method, whoop okay. method, something. Well, I always re- appreciate re- hearing about it because I'm like, oh yeah, shoot, every time I mean to go there and <laughs> and look at that. But I think that that's a great one. And I think um, an- ending on whoop is a perfect way to go into our mission for this week. And it is uh, to create a list of your favorite positive thinking techniques so that you can have them on the ready uh, when you need them. And we would love to hear from you. You want to share your list with us, ideas, um, things you'd like to, uh, topics you'd like for us to cover, questions that you have. We'd love to hear it all. And now it's easier than ever to connect with us. You can go to positiveviewpodcast.com. That's positiveview v-i-e-w podcast.com and click on the message icon to leave us a voicemail. Yes. And new episodes come out every other Monday. Please take a moment to follow and rate the podcast because it helps more people find us. Also, if you're enjoying the Positive View podcast, share us with your friends. That is our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Christy Murphy. And I'm your other host, Brianna G. We'll talk soon.